3: Welcome back in week 15 here inside the Caesar Superdome already first take Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak gearing up for a noon start between the New York football Giants and the black and gold. The Saints going for a second straight victory trying to stop the G-man who come here on a three game win streak led by the man Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets. Been quite a story up in the the northeast area, obviously. uh, You know, we're we're from those parts, so I thought it was kind of funny, you know, everyone rallying around this, uh, I guess, now folk Italian figure. You know, lifting the Giants up.
1: I feel like everyone's just trying. It's like, it's, like, it's like they're trying to get really into this story because it'll distract them from the fact that at some point they have to figure out what to do with Daniel Jones. Uh, it's like, yeah, we'll worry about that when it happens. But the, right, now, right now, we're going to talk about the, the guy who can do this stuff.
3: Forget about that other man we're paying all that money to. I do
1: want to clean up one thing. I said it was the Patriots game that he went 2-7 for seven for negative one yards. It was actually the Jets game. They okay. lost 13-10 to 10 in overtime, a game that... They had a 99.9% chance to win with one minute remaining in the game. They lost. Uh, He and Tyrod Taylor combined to go, uh, you know, like 3 of 11 for 6 total passing yards in the game.
3: Right, so you think the Saints have had some pretty bad luck. I'm just saying, like, when you look at
1: number 32 ranked passing offense, that's probably a big part. When you have a game with 6 total passing yards, uh, and it wasn't like, you know, a snow game in Buffalo, uh, that's probably going to— Reflect poorly on you, um, but yeah, no. One, th- so we're, we're kind of talking about this. You know, the passing offense is one thing. One thing that Tommy DeVito was gonna do that's gonna drive some Saints fans in crazy because it's what he run. struggled to th- cover all year is the QB scrambles, the QB rushing yards. Um, that's what he did against the Packers that really allowed that offense to sustain drives and and keep possessions alive is you know he one reading out one reading out one reading out like he's he's not sitting back in the pocket and allowing teams to tee off on him and the biggest thing that happened in that game that has not been the case all year for the Giants zero sacks allowed they lead the NFL in sacks allowed i think it's 68 or 69 or something in that range right. sacks allowed this season that's insane both of these teams total have 24 sacks combined 48 The Giants have allowed 69 this season. That's crazy. Tommy DeVito has been sacked seven, eight, nine times in individual games. Daniel Jones, earlier this season, was sacked, I want to say, double digits against the Cowboys in week one, right? Like, this is a team that allows pressure. So one thing the Saints have done in the last couple weeks, part of it is driven by the Cam Jordan ankle injury. Part of it is, I think, just you need to get more athletic on the outside. So you've seen Zach Bond become more incorporated as kind of a situational pass rusher. Cam Jordan has been more of a downs player. And I think that that is going to help in terms of so much of this season has been driven by, oh, look, Carl Granderson and Cam are chasing that guy down, but they're not going to catch him because he's fast. <laughs> and, you know, if that's Zach Bond, maybe it's a different picture. So I think this game is going to be can you stop the run on first and second down? Can you get the Giants in obvious passing situations? And when you do, can you Tackle the guy holding the ball.
3: Want to hear from you, Houdette, your some of your keys to the game, your predictions on our Oakwood Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line 504-260-1870. Going to head all the way down under to Australia. Tony, how are you doing today?
4: Steve Jeff, how Good, Tony. How have you been? Well, I remember when my first trip over was in 2015, and we played the Giants in that big blowout game where we kicked the field goal to win it in the end, the 52-49 or something was. Yep.
3: That was quite an offensive explosion Not a, terrib- sure. not
1: a terrible game to be in town for. Right, exactly.
4: Yeah, but we blew, we, we, we blew a big lead in the last quarter when they caught up. But anyway, a couple of things I'd like to um, say. Okay. To me, Derek Carr... Doesn't appear to go through his reads like I know we've been sport with Drew Brees, but Derek Carr appears to once it, once it calls in, he sticks to it. He doesn't he doesn't sort of little little dinky passes where we we'll can get some positive yards. He will go for the one play and and a couple of times he's gone to Chris road and he's had two breaks on him and Carmichael what's wrong with what what is wrong with him not putting Jimmy Graham in where we have problems in the red zone putting Jimmy in to he's six foot eight for goodness (laughs) sakes there's not too many six foot eight defenders true um yeah I
1: mean I, I agree with you on that second part for sure you know I think that the, the numbers game was, was, was more complicated to work out early in the year when fewer people were hurt and you had fewer guys inactive. But you should have fig- probably figured out a way to do it. Um, and you've seen you know, the last two weeks they've gone 7-for-8 in the red zone, and that's been obviously a huge factor in terms of winning a, winning a game and having a chance to win against the Lions. They obviously didn't win that game, but if they settled for field goals in the red zone instead of going 4-for-4, four four, that would have been a 10 point 12 point loss
3: that's been a huge obviously you know turnaround from what we've seen the struggles offensively and then they did manage to at least get the red zone offense on track which is obviously much needed
1: yeah I mean if you're looking for positives at this point in the season in terms of what has gotten better those last two weeks you know obviously like Atlanta 0 for 5 right that's that's mission critical got to get that fixed so uh you know seven for eight the last two weeks you know, you asked them to fix it, they fixed it, so that's something you can look at. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of Derek Carr, you know, progressions for a quarterback are tough to gauge because you don't know what they are, right? Like, I can't sit there and say he was supposed to do this and this and this because I don't know what his progression <laughs> is. That said... I think when it's when Derek Carr gets in trouble it's because he's holding the ball too long. I don't know if it's necessarily going through progressions. You know, yeah, can you can you kinda of bird dog a guy and, and stare him down? And I think that was an issue against the Falcons on that interception from Jesse Bates. I think you gotta be more cognizant of what the free safety is doing. If he's gonna jump on that on that inside route, you gotta be aware of it and look him off, right? Like so there are issues there. But, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm not a quarterback. I don't know exactly what the process of going through the progressions are. But I, I do think that the issue is more, yeah, it, when the Saints offense struggles, it's like, get the ball out. You know, when Eric McCoy comes up screaming at his quarterback, he's not screaming, go through your progressions. He's screaming, <laughs> get the ball out, right? Like, it's we With can only protect you for so <laughs> long, right? Like, that's, that's the issue is you do not have a star-studded offensive line where you can sit there. And, and wait all day, and goes like, oh, he's not open. Let's go over here, over here. Like you do have to process things quickly, and you have to get the ball out quickly. And yes, like every quarterback, I think, when you're making reads, you're not always going to make the right read every time. Um, but to me, I think it's more about being quick than than being in way too patient, because we've seen this offensive line struggle at points. And so that's to me, if I wanted to fix one thing, it would be make quick reads and
3: make the right reads we go all the way from Australia now to Gretna. <laughs> Jimmy and Gretna, what you got for us today, man? Equally beautiful.
5: Oh, well, yeah, man. Downtown Gretna. can't beat it. Listen, Tommy <laughs> Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets is the name of the game today. You know, the thing is, look, I married an Italian woman, all right? I got all Italian daughters, all right? Now, Tom, this whole thing with Tommy Cutlets, for people who don't understand, I'm not Italian, all right? I'm Croatian, but... These Italian people, what they do is their mama cuts their meat for them, till either the day they die, the mother, or they marry an Italian woman. So that's why they call him Tommy Cutlets. He's a good old boy from New Jersey who listens to his Italian mother. He's the Rocky Balboa of the NFL. All right, they got the Italian mafia coming down here, guys. The Giants fans are coming, but we got the Big Easy mafia. All right, we're equally, we're right there. We can, we can get to the playoffs. You play to win the game. All right. Derek Carr gave it. He gave us an offer we couldn't refuse. 150 million. I think we got a good deal there. I'll be honest with you, right? 150 million. We got our money's worth, right? But <laughs> I'm kind of joking. Uh, look, Derek Carr. You know, whatever. We'll see what happens. But look, it's going to be a great game. Tommy Cutlets. It's the it's the name of the game. Look, the Giants fans are buying up the tickets. They still got fifteen dollar tickets on StubHub and secondary markets right now. I hope, hope, hope we pack it out. I hope we don't let what happened with the Lions game. I don't think it'll be that bad. But I think a lot of Giants fans are coming down here because they want to follow this Tommy DeVito kid. Right. He's won three in a row. He's a rookie. I don't know much about him. I don't remember him from college. I think he was at Syracuse. He transferred to Illinois. What else can y'all tell us about this dude? And why did he go undrafted if he's this good? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, interesting, Uh, you know, I I do also wonder how the crowd is going to be dispersed in in the sense of how much blue is there going to be? Is it going to be a repeat of the Lions? I don't think so. I think the Lions are traveling at a rate that is insane, even for NFL standards, just because they've been bad for so long. And suddenly it's a fan base that's excited and they're going to be like, let's do it. Whereas the Giants, I think uh, there is still some realization of like we're five and eight guys. How excited can we be? We still got to play the Eagles twice. You know, the, the other <laughs> thing is, like, every, everyone is fascinated by the Brock Purdy story. So anytime you get a backup right. who suddenly comes next? in and plays well, doesn't, you know, not even great. Like, we're not talking about great. We're talking about playing well, running the offense, not not looking like a guy who is incapable of winning games. Suddenly it's like, we found the next Brock Purdy. Like, everyone, like, who's going to overpay for Jake Browning this offseason because they found the next Brock Purdy, right? Uh, I don't, I think. Tommy DeVito is playing well for a backup. Tommy DeVito is not doing anything that's going to blow you away, right? He's just not making mistakes. Um, you know, and Joshua Dobbs, you know, he, he had a really good run. Right. Then he got benched was for was Nick nice Mullins. So I can right. a i little I'm amazed that we got through that entire call with Jimmy without hearing about Nick Mullins. A What's single,
3: wrong? right, a single mention. What's going on? <laughs> he's,
1: he's the Nick Mullins guy. He's, he is the <laughs> Southern Miss guy. Anyway, uh, so I, I think he went undrafted because he, that is the talent level of an undrafted quarterback. He's played out uh, above what you would have expected, but there, there will be a coming down to earth for Tommy DeVito at some point, right? This is not, this is not a second coming of, of whoever you want to say. This is a guy who is probably proving right now that he can be a backup quarterback in the NFL, right? He's proving what I, you need to see Jake Hayner prove before you can do anything beyond that. Right, you need to see a guy who, can, who you can put in as the backup and feel like we can put him in and have a chance to win. Um, and so the question to me is not whether there's going to be a, uh, a crash down to earth for Tommy at some point. It is, is it going to happen today? <laughs> I sure hope it is. Uh, because that, that guy who went two through for negative one passing yards against the Jets still exists in there.
3: You know, a lot of folks are obviously quick to complain about Derek Carr's contract with the black and gold. But, man, oh, man, you look at Danny Dimes and that deal with the G-Men. They're not getting out from that anytime soon. Yeah, the
1: contract thing. I, I don't think the contract is the issue. I really don't. And it's just e- an easy thing. Cause, with Jones or Well, for, for, for Derek. Because it's easy for, like, just a normal human person who works 9 to 5 and makes money to be like, $150 that's <laughs> insane. But by NFL quarterback standards, he's the 14th highest paid quarterback. And he's playing like it. That's the problem, is he's playing like the 14th highest bid quarterback, and you want him to play better. But, like, Daniel Jones makes more money than him, right? <laughs> like, so I, I don't think the the, the the value of that contract is the issue. The return on it is the issue. But if you're going to go out and sign a quarterback to be your starter, that's the that's the going rate. Like, that's a market rate contract. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I get tired of hearing, oh, 150 as if it means anything. It's just, like, that's that's not stopping you from doing anything as a, as a team. It's just you've got to have a starting quarterback out of that.
3: Want to hear from you on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking Text Line, 504-260-1870. Let's see where you are at, who dat nation. Coming back with more First Take after the break, get into our St. Sound Bank. Hear a little from wide receiver Rashid Shahid after this here on WWL.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: Welcome back into First Take, hearing up for noon start here in the Caesar Superdome. The New York Giants in town to take on the New Orleans Saints. Black and gold trying to get a second straight victory, closing out their last run with a string of wins. Trying to win this NFC South, Jeff. We know that obviously black and gold uh, fighting with the Falcons. Tampa Bay Buccaneers also at six and seven record right now in the standings facing the Packers uh, yeah both teams on the road so hopefully have some troubles away from uh, their home venues and get into the loss column the Saints can get that game up again instead of being tied in that mishmash of, of things although I think if the Saints win out they are assured a spot in they're short of the NFC uh, title right uh, they yes. just have to win all four if the, if the Saints kind of, of win out Let's put it this way if the Saints get to 10
1: wins they are in there's, there's no scenario where the Saints win 10 games and, and lose the missed. NFC South
3: right exactly
1: right if they can only get to nine wins then then it opens up a whole slew of variables and it depends who you beat it depends who they beat all that um, I'm not gonna sit here for a second and hold my breath waiting for the Panthers to beat the Falcons today Right. That is not see, something see, I that I am anything going to do. is possible, obviously. Anything is.
6: It's,
3: it's yeah. an NFC South rivals going against each other. Sure.
1: Anything's possible. I could go out and win the lottery, but <laughs> I'm not going to base my financial decisions on me inevitably winning the lottery. And the like,
3: Panthers have that tough home field advantage. Today. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, so like you've got to go win your games. You cannot trust anyone else to help you. I think the Packers, you know, they have a good chance to beat the Bucks today. Right. They're playing yeah. at home, although they are on a short week, just like the Giants are. And so, yeah, I mean, you got those games. You got to take care of business. You got to win this game. Try to find a way to win in L.A. That's going to be the tough one. Yeah, this this sure. should be the game that, yeah, I mean, the, the odds makers have told you that you are the favorite in this game. The line starts at five. That tells you a lot in terms of the confidence matrix in uh, Vegas, right? So that's just where you are right now. That's what the situation you have put yourself in. Had you won a couple of these close games earlier in the year, you would have given yourself some wiggle room. There is no margin left. Win your games.
3: It looks like Chris Olave, who's dealing with the thigh issue, we're seeing multiple reports online suggesting he's going to give it a go in pregame warm-ups, but ankle. it's most likely ankle for him. Yes. What I say? He said thigh. Oh, thigh is Rashid Shaheed, yes. who is back. Rashid Sorry, is but with yeah. uh, Olave with the ankle, he is – not expected to play today according to adam schefter but he will go through those pregame game warm-ups i know we'll be keeping an eye on to find out any word on olave status but i got guy- like a competition to see who
1: can put out a more vague injury update uh, <laughs> in terms of like he's Pel- a game time decision or- it's like, well he's still a game time decision guys he's still a game time decision but there's not a ton of optimism there yeah. from my understanding but at this point it's he's not ruled out he's going to go through pregame game warm-ups and it's going to come down to how he feels there Um, But it's been it has been funny over the last 12 hours. We've gotten the same update five times. It's still a game time decision. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's tough. Like, we'll see him out there. I'm sure he's going to he's going to want to go. He wants to go like this is a this is a critical time of the season. If you can play, you're going to play. You're not going to you're not going to make a decision based on well, we play again in, in, in five days. Right. Like you are making a decision based on can you play? Can you help this team win?
3: If he is unable to go, it'll be a big spotlight on someone who is back in the lineup and a Rashid Shaheed who was dealing with a thigh issue. Uh, he is back in the mix, though, for the black and gold. And here's what he had to say this week in the locker room leading up to today's game. Was it the most
7: painful injury you've had? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Um, I would say contusions are kind of underrated injury for sure. But, you know, I've I bounced back from much, much worse things. And, um, you know, the guys in the training room, they did a great job getting me back.
8: Yeah. There's no hesitation to, like, you know, go full speed just because of that, you know, maybe that chance of re that that stage is kind of
7: gone. Right, yeah, no, that stage is, is, is gone. I feel completely confident in it. And um, I'm able to go out and compete at a high level.
8: Yeah, yeah I know this offense is kind of, you know, we look at the last game and just, you know, rhythmically it's been kind of hard to kind of get in some type of rhythm here. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you feel like, hey, maybe we can get back on track? Is that kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, what's what's the key to kind of getting this going?
7: Yeah, absolutely. You know, every week we come in and try to find new ways to, to you know, get explosive plays and, um, you know, create, you know, big plays for our team um, to put our team in positions to win games. And as an offense, that's what we need to do, and we need to do that uh, better. And um, we need to come out and, and practice. And so we're able to go out Sunday and compete.
8: Have you figured out, like, did you put your finger on why Hasn't been able to just, I know it's it's been like <laughs> up and down where it's like, man, just consistently trying to have that right.
7: Um. Uh, not really. You know, we're all trying to figure it out, you know, day by day. And um, it, it'll all click. I, I have a good feeling about
2: it. As a young player, do you have to kind of like trust the unknown a little
8: bit? Say, it's going to click, but I guess you haven't had the body of work to see it actually click yet. So you just mm. kind of have to trust the process and know that at some point we're going to get it
7: together. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um. You know, we got to continue to trust the process each and every week. Um. You know, uh, the adversity is going to hit. You know, offensively, we don't feel like we've had that game yet at all. Um, So, you know, each and every week we go out and and we have those conversations to, to, you know, to try to test our guys to push them to the next level so we can have, you know, um, that game that we haven't had yet.
8: What's, what's kind of the pressure with this guy's defense probably over this span since, um, you know, they've kind of got things rolling
7: down? Yeah, no, they have a ton of playmakers. Um, they've had the last um, last three games, they, they've had, uh, you know, a lot of success. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to find ways to try to expose that. And um, but we feel like it's going to be a tough matchup and we got to come ready. Glad to have wide
3: receiver Rashid Shaheed back in the mix for the black and gold. Last time we saw him on the field was dealing with that thigh issue. And you saw him really... Fighting through it against that Atlanta Falcons game, and you kind of worried. It's like, oh no, is he is he is he going and making things worse? And uh, you know, glad things didn't get to a point where it was a season-ending deal for him.
1: Yeah, no, I I talked to him in the locker room this week, and yeah, it's funny because he's just a guy who wants to play. Like he he just wants to go out there and play. And that's that was the frustrating thing for him is like he would be on the sideline and he'd be like, okay, I'm I'm kind (laughs) of moving around. It's not really an issue. But then when you're a guy who relies on that top end speed those soft tissue injuries just really can linger. And it's because if you're not able to, you know, if you're only at 70% as a speed guy, what are you, right? Like if you can't get to that top gear, it's it just, you can't have the impact on a defense that you would typically be able to have. And that's why, you know, you know, for some guys might be able to, to fight through that, and you're like, yeah, if you're a tight end, you're a big body, you're boxing guys out, sure, you're not going to be able to take it over the top, but you can still have a, a pretty big impact. But I think for him it was just a matter of, okay, I need to be able to move the the, the proper way, and, and that's where it was. And he was bummed because he really was he was pumped for that Falcons game in particular. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize him. I think they yeah. might shift. If, if Chris is out, you might see him work more at the X uh, in terms of, you know, he's going to be that primary option on a lot of, on a lot of plays. And, you know, how do you incorporate Marquez Callaway? How do you incorporate A.T. Perry? I think you kind of still use A.T. and kind of that deep threat. And you try to hit Rashid in, in space on the move. The way that you've really, you know, that's been one of my frustrations for this season. has You've hit Rasheed on deep balls. You've hit him downfield. Yeah. But every time it seems like there's a timing route over the middle, just just off. Like even in the Falcons game, there's that throw that ended up behind him. And that's where I want Derek to improve, and one of the areas I really need Derek to improve is, is the is hitting your speed guys in positions where they can just catch and run. That, that miss he had behind Rashid, which was after the injury, the injury occurred on the first play of the game, so he was still playing through it at that point. Uh, you know, that was a play where if you hit him in stride, he probably, he probably scores. He didn't score a touchdown in that game, and you missed one on that play. You know, maybe he gets tackled, but either way, like you know when you have a guy with that type of speed getting him the ball in space it doesn't you don't have to hit him 20 30 yards downfield just get him the ball and let him run um, and so i think that's got to be part of the saints game plan today
3: uh looking at the saints injury report heading into the game uh the rookies isaiah foskey uh defensive end kendra miller the running back out for this matchup uh Also, Peyton Turner is listed as out as he was, I guess, designated to return off that injured reserve.
1: Yeah, so that's a good sign. You know, the funny thing is everyone's like, where's Peyton Turner? Where's Peyton Turner? Uh, Well, if you – Ask him. He's ahead of schedule. Okay. So, like, the idea that he's just, you know, not back when he's supposed to be back. His, he told me that the turf toe injury that he had in yeah. terms of as turf toe injuries go, it's about as bad as it gets. He had two toes dislocated, his big toe, and then the second toe, Oof. you know, obviously tore a bunch of ligaments, so you got to get that surgery done. Now you got to get back in shape. you got to get back. He's, fire, he, he's fired up. He wants to get back, right? Like, he's frustrated for the same reason everyone's frustrated in that he had a very good training camp. It felt like he had put himself in position to make an impact on this season, right? Have, put it, have a really good season, have that season that you expected of a first-round pick. And then week one, you know, making a play in the backfield and goes down. And I think, you know, he was going to be a big part of this pass rush. Like, it's easy to forget, because he hasn't been a part of it at all. But, like, he, there's a reason that you you, know, you kept him around. You had him, he was supposed to be in a rotation with Carl Granderson, and instead, you just haven't had that. And so I don't expect him back for Thursday. But I think the idea in terms of getting him to practice on Friday is, you know, ahead of Thursday night football, you typically don't have practices. You just have walkthroughs. So I think you wanted to get him on the field on Friday, let him go through some work, get some get-offs, and uh, that way you can see how he responds, how that foot feels. And then I think week 17, week 18 is when you'd really want to get him out there. Um, But either way, it's good to see him back.
3: Uh, Something interesting from the running back room, Jeff, obviously with uh, we know, know Kendra Miller still uh, dealing with an injury, but also we had Jamal Williams pop up this week, dealing with a groin issue, was limited all week. Is questionable going into the matchup, so I guess we'll have to wait and see kind of thing. If he ends up playing, I know the Saints uh, did add some depth, that running back, but a good sign, too, though, for the black and gold uh Taysom Hill limited most of the week, but then on Friday a full go with his foot and hand issue. Uh no injury designation for him. So uh number seven, Taysom Hill definitely back in the mix for this team. Yeah, I
1: think I think Jamal Williams is expected to go. I think you're okay. gonna have him, but anytime you're dealing with an injury there's a question of okay, is he limited? How much work is he gonna get? And it's frustrating because he is coming off his best game and you'd like to see him be able to build, build on that. Course. Um, you know, But I do think this is going to be a heaven Alvin Kamara day. Again, and Nick Taysom, yeah, sure, he he's, doesn't have an injury designation. That doesn't mean that he's still not dealing with with that foot injury, with that hand injury. So maybe he's limited as well. I'm not sure. But yeah, I think this is going to be a day where you lean heavily on Alvin Kamara. I really do.
3: And I know you brought up a little a bit earlier, also questionable, a guy, Ryan Ramchek. Uh, wasn't a surprise, obviously, Wednesday limited. We're used to seeing him get that Veterans Day rest, but that also continued, listed with a knee issue, limited all week, a questionable designation for today. Do you think he is someone who's expected to suit up or not so much? I don't think so. Uh-huh. I,
1: I, don't, I think you're going you're gonna to try to find someone who's going to start in that spot, and the question is, who is it going to be? Is going to be Landis? Is going to be Cam Irving? Um, you know, one thing I asked Dennis Allen this week, because it's kind of confusing because he's been listed on the injury report all season, with a knee in terms of, you know, he's getting a rest day because of the knee. Yeah. But it's, it's not an injury per se. It's just maintenance. And that's honestly the bigger concern to me is that it's not like he banged up that knee and suddenly it's, it's like, oh, he's dealing with an injury. It's just that knee. And, you know, as you get later in your career, that becomes a concern to me is, like, can your knees hold up for an NFL season? And do you need just a week off to kind of rest it? Because uh, this point in the season that's really tough to stomach. It's like you're not out with a knee injury But you're out with a knee injury, right? And you know, this is a guy who's under contract for three more years You need Ryan at that right tackle position to really kind of anchor it And uh, you know, that's that's a concern to me is is you know, is, is his knee gonna be able to hold up? Are you gonna end up with a guy who you have to we have as a part-time player um, down the stretch of, of his career. So, you know, hopefully this is just is this a one-week thing, that, that knee is kind of just bulky. He's been wearing that knee brace all year. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely a concern to me.
3: Our Oakland Heart Jewelers Rolex time check is 2 hours, 18 minutes to let noon kickoff in the Caesar Superdome. The New Orleans Saints taking on the New York Giants, a noon start right here on WWL Saints radio. You can also listen on the Odyssey app. When we get back from the break, we'll get deuces keys to today's game right here on First Take on WWL after this.
8: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
3: Welcome back into First Take. Getting ready for a noon kickoff here in the Caesar Superdome. Six and seven Saints taking on the five and eight New York Giants. Like I said, noon start here on WWL and the free Odyssey app. Uh, you're going to hear what Deuce had to say about this matchup going into the New York Giants Week 15 showdown.
6: You've got to win the turnover battle. The Giants defensively have been really, really good in the turnover battle. They have given their offense short fields. They have given their offense really extra possessions. Uh, so the Saints have to take care of the football and they have to win the turnover battle. For me as well, you've got to control the pressures and or blitzes that you're going to get from this Giants team, And that, it starts with identifying the pressure understanding where Thibodeau is, understanding where Lawrence is. Normally, Lawrence is going to be in the nose, uh, but if he's not, you know, if he's lined up on on the guards, understanding which side those two players are on, same side, then I'm giving center as well as tight end and or running back presence. They don't have to stay in and block, but they've got to secure it to make sure that the quarterback can navigate and be able to get the ball to the playmakers down the field. Defensively, you cannot let the young quarterback feel comfortable. Whether that's uh, pressure, whether that's having a spy, whether that's being able to get him off of rhythm, you cannot allow him to feel comfortable. And so, um, send a couple kitchen sinks at him, see if he can make some throws, Uh, but, you know, hey, I'm I'm telling my guys on the back end, you're going to be on the aisle because there will be some one-on-one situations. And with those one-on-one situations, I am coming after this quarterback. And when I get there, i got to bring him down. I can't allow him to be, you know, there's there's uh, in the grass and he's able to get out of the grabs, grass for guys, or he's able to extend plays with his legs and still find some of those one-on-one matchups down the field. Uh, and so – I am going to give him different looks, but I am go- I've got to come after him. And, and my guys on the back end, you've got to hold up. You can't give up explosive because I don't know if this offense can drive 80, 80 yards, 75 yards consistently. They may hit you for a drive or two, but if you don't give up explosive plays, plus 15, plus 30, plus 40 type plays, then I don't know if they can consistently drive the field and beat you.
2: What about the Saints' offense? What do you want? What do they need?
3: More explosive, right? Well, Take not, some shots, not, well, right?
6: Well, I, I mean, I, I like shot plays. I mean, particularly if the defense is inviting them for you, uh, and, and so that's what I mean by by identifying the pressure. Yes, you can throw a screen, but go get a go 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 get plus ten, go get fifteen, you know, right. because they're in one on one situations. The, the that corner is scared of speed. If I have to get that ball out of my, my hands, you've got to make a guy miss, you know, if, particularly if it's a five-yard route. So, offensively, it's winning the turnover battle. That means you're not turning it over, but also uh, hitting them for explosives. But that's your regular offense, though.
3: That was Saints color analyst Deuce There's keys to the game as the Saints get ready to take on the New York football Giants. A noon start here in the Caesar Superdome. Uh, it's going to be another <laughs> interesting matchup here. Uh, we've got two more non-division matchups. Non-conference. That, yeah, non-conference. <laughs> we've, we've gone through conf- non-conference stuff already. <laughs> We're in conference. Uh, two more non-divisional matchups. And then, uh, obviously, this game, the Rams Sunday, and then two, to close out the year against the Tampa Bay Bucks. And Atlanta Falcons it's hard to believe we're already at the end of the season Jeff. Yeah, goes goes by quick. Goes <laughs> by quick, you know, and uh
1: yeah, as Deuce said, you got to throw some kitchen sinks at them. My only question is how many kitchen sinks do the Saints have? You know, and and because it's not, you know, you look at like the Giants and the Vikings and they blitz a lot. So they have a lot of of exotic kind of blitz schemes and looks and they can throw a lot of things at you. The Saints don't. The Saints rely on their front four they rely on their their corners to cover man-to-man, and they want to take deep shots away. And they've done a good job of that. You haven't really seen a lot of big plays. Like Of all the things the Saints have struggled with, allowing big plays over the top has not been one of them, right? Um, I can't think of a single go ball that's really been hit against this defense this year. But, so, you know, how can you devise some, some interesting blitzes that are a little more than just kind of like, you know, sending some a-gap pressure? Can you confuse? this rookie quarterback, and I think that's what I want to see if they can f- come up with some ways to do that. Because, um, uh, like, like, you shouldn't be worried about Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton beating you on the outside. Jalen Hyatt, you know, that might be a different story. I think he's got that type of game-changing speed, kind of, like, similar to, to, to Rashid there, that, you know, if they, there's a chance that if you try to man, go, go man-to-man on him without help over the top, that he can burn you. But I'm going to bank on them not being able to do that enough times to swing this matchup in their favor. And, yeah, I want to make Tommy DeVito as uncomfortable as possible. I get it. He played well last week. He's been, he hasn't been, he has been turning the ball over, but he is still a rookie, right? And you've you got to make sure that you don't put him in positions where he, you get in the third, fourth quarter of this game and he feels like he's comfortable. He feels like he understands what's happening. He's, he's dealing the way he was in that Packers game. Because, you know, he's, he's, he performs well under pressure, right? You saw him. that, that He led a game-winning drive in that game. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of want to just demoralize him early on, make it feel like it's like, I am a rookie. I, I am over, in over my head here. Um, and I think that's kind of what Deuce is getting out there. And I agree with him.
3: Yeah. I uh, loved that when we had on our inside black and gold podcast, uh, the Giants beat writer saying that mm-hmm. she's affectionately termed the Superdome as a house of horrors for the New York Giants. Although that was not the case the last time they visited here. I don't think there was a lot of affection there. I think, <laughs> I think it was a, it was a, Oh no, we have to go back in there. Yeah, uh, definitely want to give a loud and proud Superdome welcome to Mr. DeVito and the G-Men today. <laughs> yes. I'll be back with more First Take right after the break as we get ready to close things out on First Take. Coming up at 10 o'clock, the Bud Light countdown to kickoff, the Cajun Cannon. Bobby Hebert about to be in the house. Saints fans, you can meet up with the Cajun Cannon before the game. Join him here on the Bud Light Countdown to kick off live inside the Superdome. We're at Gate B Loge level. You can just look for Team WWL in the atrium area. That is all presented by Craig's Electrical Generator Services. We'll be back with more First Take after this break here on WWL. Welcome back into First Take. We're closing things out. Steve Gell along with Jeff Noah, getting ready for that noon start in the Caesar Superdome. I'll be coming up with the Bud Light Countdown to kick off here with the Cajun Cannon. Jeff, you will be heading sideline already. I know checking out some of the guys warming up. I know Chris Olave is... A big one you'll be keeping an eye on going into this matchup, seeing what he does in those pregame warm ups on the field. Why are you
1: laughing at him. me? Because you said, I am going to be checking them out. You're checking them out hard. I know you're checking them out hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's going to, well, it is funny because, like, we can you saying, Who am I starting in fantasy football? Uh-oh. Right. I'm going with uh, Mr. Rashid Shaheed. If I'm starting one guy from this game in fantasy football, it's Rashid Shaheed.
3: Uh, if i got to go with anybody, my dude is Alvin Kamara. That's you look true. at the, uh, the running it's back situation, good. and I think they're going to lean heavily upon him. Obviously, in this matchup and all the time, he is your main weapon. Have yeah, a great call both. on the field, Jeff. Uh, thanks for tuning in to First Take. The Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff coming in next right here on WWL Saints Radio. Who dat? Who dat?
8: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.